On this podcast, we're going to be talking to all different kinds of people that are all on their own journey and they've all got their own story to tell. We're going to go beneath the surface. My name's Paul Schweiler and I hope you enjoy. All right, Tara. Uh Uh-huh, yeah, go. We're on. Boom. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining my podcast. So excited. We actually thought that you flew in this morning, but you come in last night. Last night, so we can be here on Mm. time, ready to roll. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's exciting to have you on. So, I've got a whole bunch of questions for you, but before we get into a little bit about your past, tell us just a little bit about Powered Poppy. Like, I want to know where the name originated from. Like, how did it happen? Mm-hmm. So it never was meant to – I never started out with the intention of it being this huge, huge brand. Mm. Uh, I started it probably for selfish reasons because there were no clothes. Like, I was much larger than what I am now. I was a size 24, 26. Um, and there were no clothes – that I wanted to wear mm. as my body changed. Like I suffered from depression and anxiety and had kids and all, you know, just life stuff. So mm. I put on weight and as I put on weight, there were no longer clothes that were age appropriate or that made me feel good. And it was this big vicious cycle. So I'd just stay home and not yep. go out because I had nothing to wear. Um, and I was looking at all these other brands and what they were doing and I just thought I could really – I could do this better Mm. and I could do this with all women in mind, not just a select few. Mm. Um, And I was speaking to some of my friends who were size six and they had similar problems. Like they were shopping in children's sections. So, and they wanted, you know, corporate wear or they wanted a nice dress to wear to a winery and they were shopping in the children's section. It just didn't. My mum shops in children's. Does she? She buys her shoes from Bet's kids. Your mum is cute. (laughs) (laughs) She's cute. She's a little Polly Pocket. Um, But uh, I have good chats with her on Instagram. She's good value, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. Um, So anyway, yeah. So I started the brand Mm. with the intention of creating a space where all women could shop. It wasn't a plus size store. It wasn't a standard store. It was a store that could bring everyone together. Mm. Um, And And it's clearly done that. Yeah, we're big on community, community first. Do you know what? I was thinking about this the other night. I, rem- I I don't delete messages, but some reason I can't find it. I remember when you text me, I don't know if it was on Insta or text, telling me that you were going to start an online brand. Do you remember that? Really? Yeah, I do. It'll be I've, on my phone. Somewhere. I've looked for it, for it ever. I can't find it. But We actually message each other a lot. <laughs> Mostly crap. Yeah, but I tried to search for it because I don't delete messages, but in this instance I can't find it. But I remember when you messaged me and said, oh, I'm about to start a new business and, and like online clothing brand. And right. Had you I'm already not kicked off? Real like, estate? Yeah. No, nah, nah. I don't think so. True. And <clears throat> I'm going to be completely honest, like when you sent that to me, I was I was seriously like another brand. Here we go. Yeah. Like everyone's, everyone's doing something like this, but yours – I don't think anyone, probably yourself, even expected it to like launch like this. No. And when I say I didn't ever plan for it to be a huge brand, mm. I never planned for it to be like in the top 1% of e-com stores in Australia. I did plan for it to be something big and special. Mm. Um, I leveled myself, like even when I was working out of a tub of clothes in our hallway, I still positioned myself and acted in a way 
that I was running a big business. Mm. And I think that just comes from my background and what I've seen mm. and how I work, my work ethic. Yeah. So that probably drove it a lot faster because people, even now people see us and they think that we're this, we are quite large, but this brand that's bigger than what they are and they don't realise that it's actually just family owned and operated, yep. you know, so, but we're positioning ourselves with where we want to be. Mm. So mm. putting it out to the universe. There's three stores, Doreen, Mentone and Burley. Yeah. Is that it? Not yet. No. We'll talk about that. <laughs> like pr- what, what's proud poppy? Like what does it mean? Yeah. What does is, what is the words mean? Yeah. So I had the idea for the brand for a really long time. Um, we had everything ready to go, but I just couldn't set on a name. Mm. So I couldn't register a business name. I couldn't start a social media. I couldn't get anything up and running. And I was bouncing these ideas out to everyone and um, – you know, there was actually a brand that I looked up because then you have to see is that name Tanken and often they were Taken. Mm. Um, and there was one brand that I looked up and they're like, we've changed this name because marketing, it hasn't worked. And I was like, okay, red flag. We're not going to use that one. Something dumb like Phoenix out of the fire or something. <laughs> Just shit. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad that that didn't work. But every time I was bouncing, I was like, hey, I'm thinking of um, starting this brand. What mm. do you think of this name? Everyone would come back and be like, what do you mean you're starting a brand? Like what you're going to do? Like one of my best friends, um, she's like, what, you're going to sell dresses? Mm. It's like, well, yeah, and yep. other things. Yep. And everyone had an opinion and it was always a negative opinion mm. and not a, oh, grass, like yep. tell Get me it. more. Like yep. that's such a good idea. You mm. love dresses. That's mm. your passion. Um, everyone... When I was sad, overweight, at home, quiet, no one had anything to say. Mm. And the truth is, and it sucks, but people don't want you to be happy. Mm. Like, and that's just the way of the world. That's what they Um, say, like, take notice of the people that are cheering you on when you're doing well. Right. I think that's pretty, I think that's a fair call because a lot of people that see you doing well, they disappear a little bit. Exactly. But like, who are the ones that actually cheered you on from the beginning? Yeah. When you weren't doing that great or through your scaling up like mm. who was behind you the whole way and, and i'm like i don't know how many people you feel like were around you from the beginning to now would it be a small amount i say it's gotten smaller yeah mm. <laughs> uh the more successful you are the more noise you make as a woman mm. the more people try to make you sit down and be quiet do you have haters one million percent how do you deal they with that fuel my fire they do with for me as well. But like, how do, <clears throat> how do you deal with your hate? Like, w- like, give me some examples of hate. This is why I I'm not allowed to answer emails anymore mm. because I I like I have a like I'm very transparent. Like, one of our company values is transparency mm. all the time. Own your shit. Like, yep. we fuck up. I'm yep. not allowed. To, am I allowed to swear? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but like that shit happens. Mm. You know, we're only human. Um, because you told me a while ago, like. People complain if they haven't received their package within the one day that they were expecting it to land, like they're into you. Is that right? Yeah. So, and that's also on us. So, we have created this standard where we reply straight away. Mm. We have really fast shipping, like we work really hard. But then it's not that we've stepped off, you know, the gas or, you know, dropped out it's if we've gotten busier or mm. if we have a hundred emails to reply to rather than the 10 or maybe someone's sick or something, then people are like, well, I'm used to getting this instant reply. I'm used to getting my <coughs> products the next day, which is what we still always strive for. But yep. sometimes stuff happens and, mm. you know, there is a slight delay, but that's because we've set the standard. So 
if you have set the standard, mm-hmm. people do complain, but I understand as yep. well because it's out of the ordinary. So what's like? Give me some examples of hate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Google review. Uh, I hate the and hate and like hate and trollers. Do you put them in the same category? No. Do you get lots of no. trollers? Yeah. Apart from me, when I jump on your lives. Yes. No one wants a VL turbo. <laughs> oh. Um. Yes. So hate and trolls. To be honest, like not so much anymore and it's really great because if it is often the trolls or the hate will come via dms or behind a screen where other people can't see things and if it is in a public forum the community jumped to my defense so i don't really have to deal with it anymore Mm. i never claim to be this sweet innocent little girl that's come from this like i've been through shit in Mm. my life Mm. but that doesn't shape it's how you move forward from yep, there, yep. you know. Um, but, yeah, examples of hate. Uh, I hate the bogan odour who thinks she's a model, like Google review, like, mm. yeah, I'm a bogan. Mm. I, I model jealousy, my clothes. Isn't it? It's like, just jealousy, isn't it? It's just fans. <coughs> yeah. That's just fans. Um, yeah. Someone saying uh, what you see on social media is totally fake. I went to to a small country town's high school with Tara, which I left in year nine, Mm. year 10, year Mm. nine. Um, So what is that when you're like 15? Mm. And um, she was nothing like what you see now. I'm like, fuck, I hope I wasn't like I was a dick Mm. when I was 15. Mm. Tell me someone who wasn't a Mm. dick Mm. when they were 15. Like I'm now 36. Yep, correct. I hope you'd live and you'd learn. Thank you for the fun fact. Life changes. I've literally become (laughs) 1,500 different versions of Tara. Like this <laughs> between now and then, true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, let's let's go. We'll come back to business soon. Like, take me back to, take me back to childhood. Like, where did you grow up? What was what was life like as a young Tara? Uh, it was hard. Mm. It was hard. Um, Tell me about your family and mum and dad. Okay, so mum had me as a single mum. So she had me when she was eighteen. Mm. She met dad. I believe at her year 12 graduation, he was a security guard, obviously protecting her, you know, from predators like himself. (laughs) Um, (laughs) He's no longer with us, but, um, and it was fine. Like he came and they, they weren't in a relationship. They were kids, you know? Mm. Um, So dad was married to somebody else like in my early years so Mm. they were never together and then there was this weird sort of stage where I'm pretty sure she was like well it's either this kid or Mm. me Mm. um and I understand like he was with his wife and didn't really have much to do with me and my mum got remarried and um grew up I grew up with that person Craig as my father figure yep uh, what kind of father figure? Like I have very fond memories of him mm. where I feel the love. However, he worked with Jason Moran. Um, there's a lot of mm. stuff that goes on. Like mm. I remember going to drug deals and things with cash. Um, we had our house raided. I'd visit him in prison. There was a lot of that sort of stuff that went on. When you Like back then, do you remember thinking this is not right? Like how old would you have been then? Uh, young. Five. So too young to think this isn't normal. It was my normal. Mm. 
you know. So mm. I didn't too young to know any better. Mm. That's crazy. Yeah. So I think I knew that. Now that you've mentioned that, I think I might have. You might have said something to me, but that's wild. Yeah, it was wild. Um, yeah, it was wild. But then he passed away as well. <laughs> uh, he overdosed in prison. Right. So um, he overdosed in bar in prison, and I think at that sort of stage, like my mum had remarried by then, because um, he was in prison. And by that sort of stage, I'd started seeing more of my dad. So yep. he'd also remarried. Yep. Um, so I started seeing more of my real dad. Yeah. Like fortnightly, you mm, know. Mm. Um, go there for a few days and then come back. Mm. And, yeah, it was, it was messy. And you got closer to him as you got older? Yeah, we got really close and then we got really far apart. Mm. We didn't talk, my real dad, we didn't talk for about five years. Right. Um. And then I saw a photo of him on Instagram, intubated in ICU from my sister saying, how do you say goodbye to someone? And I was like, fuck, someone, I know we're not talking, but like yeah. someone could let me know. Mm. Um, and I went in to <clears> say <throat> goodbye and then he woke up. That's really hard. All right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Which was awkward. Yeah. <laughs> so so he's in hospital. You're expecting yeah. him to pass. Yeah. You're saying goodbyes to him and he wakes up. Yeah, they said uh, the ICU consultant pulled us into a room and said, uh, look, we're not expecting anything to happen in the next few hours, but it's not looking good. But we'd all sat around and go home, get Mm. some rest, and then come back and then we'll make some decisions. So we went home, got some rest, like went to sleep, came back in the morning, and he was sitting up extubated. Well, wow. like, okay, someone could have let us know mm, that mm. was kind of a big change. And so I walked in and I was like, oh, shit. Um, wow. Yeah. So it was, it all worked out for the better, mm. but just also unexpected. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So how old were you then? Oh, uh, late 20s. Yeah, right. Okay. And how, how? My life's messy, Paul. Like I'm trying was, to, I'm, I should have given you a brief. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to piece the ages together. And, yeah, yeah. And, There's and, a lot that happens in between. Yeah. So, mm. when when Dad passed, mm. like, what was your relationship like with with him when when he did pass away? Um. So he, when he passed away, we were really close. Mm. We were really close. Um, I was a nurse at the time. Um. He got really sick really fast mm. and I don't think – like my brother and sister, they knew, but they were also young, you mm. know. I don't think – he'd been sick a lot and he'd got better, but this time was different. And I was the one that was sitting in his – by his bedside mm. um, when the doctors came in mm. and would say, there's nothing else we can do, you know. Yeah. Um, like he was, a, he was a clever guy, right? Like he had a good business. Yeah. Yeah. Do you um, – do you, looking back now, do you think that the way he was and the way business, like you've taken a lot from him in the way well, that I'm you. I'm him 100%. Yeah. My brother looks like him. I am him. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. Because he, he, like, he's got a well-known business. Like people yeah. know about it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I was always curious to know whether, what that relationship was like and if you took a lot from him business-wise yeah. and, and if, you know, if anything that you do today is kind of off the back of I think how just he- the work ethic and the drive. Um, you can't teach that. No. It's, you've either got it or you don't. 100%. Um, 
and you know my dad when he passed he was very wealthy but he wasn't always that way mm. like he worked really hard his whole life every day yeah um and you know he was a boss mm. he was an absolute boss mm. uh, how many staff working in in his group I think it fluctuated depending so depending on the workload um 30 yeah right around probably on average sometimes less sometimes more yeah 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 and what have you got now in comparison 45 yeah right I saw a post actually on Instagram maybe a couple of days ago currently hiring currently hiring <laughs> okay if anyone's watching this and they want a job <laughs> we'll, just, we'll throw that out there <laughs> um your team always seems to be getting bigger mm and I mean, that's only the outside looking in, but you always seem to be, you, you've got a massive growth mindset. Like, do you, like, when is it enough? Are you, are you really money driven? No. And that's, I think. What's your drive? Struggle. Like what, what, like what, what, what got, what's got giving you a fire on the inside? Like what makes it burn for you? Like what, what's, what makes you want to create a global impact for women all over the world. So like, I know tell me a bit more about that in depth. Like what, is that, like what does that mean in your heart? Well, I walk into our stores sometimes and I have women burst into tears. Mm. Uh, I'll cross down the sh- be down the street and they'll just want to give me a hug. We've got people who haven't left the house we've, like for years because they've got nothing to wear. They right. don't have the confidence to, go, like, to be seen in public, which is just ridiculous. But I was the same. I wouldn't go to Woolworths in case I bumped into someone like you, you know, like from my past and I'd put on weight and, you know, like you just don't want to be seen. Where we're not just about selling clothes. I always say we're more than a store. It's about being unapologetically yourself and owning yourself and owning your shit and life happens, changes mm. happen um, and life is too short. Yep. to spend it at home. So to be able to give these women confidence through fashion and through that supportive community mm. to then live their lives and not miss out on these experiences mm. that are life, mm. um, that's what we want to do on a global scale. That's amazing. Like I can even get that feeling like looking at your social media posts, you know, you look at the larger girls on there that just seem to be like oozing with confidence. Yeah, and it's not just the larger girls. It's uh, We had an event recently and a girl had just lost her baby. Wow. Well, not just, but she hadn't been able to leave the house since the baby had passed away. Mm. And she came up to me at an event and she was shaking and she was crying. Mm. And I thought something had happened and she just fell into my arms. She's like, I just want to say thank you because I felt safe to come here and I've left the house and we spoke about her baby and, you know, we acknowledged her and we, you know, we had a really nice chat and she left and um, I'll always remember that moment because she wasn't a plus-size girl but we helped her through her shit, you know. Mm. Um, Do you think that's – is that a common theme? Do you feel like a lot of people that get involved with your brand, it's not about the clothing, it's about the support network? And I what, think how to it makes a degree, them feel? I think to a degree, I think everyone, everyone has staff, you know, everyone's got baggage. It's whether yep. we acknowledge it and we park it and we move on or whether we let that just simmer in the background mm. and then it just silently controls our life mm. and we put out this display of who we think the world wants us to be mm. and or are we truly ourselves. Mm. And I feel like the Proud Poppy community are truly themselves and your staff the the have bad. a similar feel like do you openly chat about this with staff about what what yeah. it means like is everyone 
Yes. So moving forward, we're very uh, selective now with who works with Proud Poppy. Mm. Um, what's the saying? Like uh, hire slow and fire fast. So it's about. I've heard that one before. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting better at it, but it's still shit, you know, because it's hiring, firing someone is never a good time. And everyone that we hire, we hire with like they're awesome people, mm. but they've got to live and breathe the brand. Proud 100%. Poppy is a lifestyle. Agreed. And, um, yeah, that's really amazing. I love that. Like going into more depth about the business, like what – how long has it been open for now? Uh, four years in August. Give, give me some really – give me some – give me some numbers in a sense <laughs> of that's going to – as far as growth. Yeah. Like tell me about your first year in business. Shit. Like what? Like what? What happened? <laughs> COVID. Of course. Um. Like what's been? What's what was the real struggles early in in the opening of the business? Cash. Yeah. Cash flow. So many ideas. Mm. Big intentions. Yeah. Small budget. Mm. How know? do you, how do you, how do you get around that? What 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 was your plan? Because now you do a lot of marketing well, this was online. Before OnlyFans, right? So that would have been a great plan. Um, <laughs> but uh, now we just sell photos of our feet. I'm um, wow. But um, no, like, just I didn't really have a plan, and I got our like our family in so much debt. We borrowed money. We spent our own money. We sold shit. We um, took out loans. We took out credit cards. And there was no plan B. There was no there plan was no I love plan the, I love B. no plan B. Like All in. All are, you, in. Are, you, are you the sort of person like I am, just take a big bite and chew like mad? Yeah, Is balls you? to the wall. 100%. Yeah. So first year was tough. First year was tough. When did you? Second when? year was tough. <laughs> Third year's tough. It's, it's always, always tough. It's always tough. It's always tough. Particularly Different problems. It, 100%. However, at what point did you feel what I would call the, to be the tipping point where you felt – that you were being remunerated for your work? Like when did something change one day when you went, you know what, this is fucking, this <laughs> is coming back to me. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it and I'm seeing something happen in the bank. I'm paying off what I put into it. Like well, what, what was the tipping point? Like the business is still, like our turnover is huge, mm. millions, multi-millions, but the profit is slim to none. And that is because we are still in that growth stage. Yep. We haven't plateaued. So the bigger you get, the more equipment you need, the more stock you need, the bigger spaces you need. So it's like a, it's almost like a bottleneck. Yep. So where I, I don't think we're there yet. Mm. Um, it's still that daily, weekly, monthly struggle because you know where our break-even point might have been 900k a few months ago. It's now like 1.4. So over the period of what five months, but our growth is not normal. Break even on over a month. Yeah, a million and a half. Yeah. Okay, that makes me sweat slightly. Yeah. So the stress is real. Where I used to worry about, you know, getting a five hundred dollar bill, mm. three thousand dollars. How's your wage day? How? Has wages for you? Uh, it's not too bad. Okay. It's not too bad. Um, 
it's not too bad. Our cost at the moment is our like our operating expenses. Mm. So you've got your afterpay fees, you've got your um, cost of stock. So we're moving toward packaging. So it's the finer little things that we could definitely cut out, but I don't want to because it's all part of the experience. We've got more rents. We've got all this stuff that we're adding to to grow the brand. Mm. Um, and that will level out. And Do you have a coach? Drop. Do you, have a, do you have a mentor or a coach? Uh, I've had – I've worked with Erica and Hamish Kramer. Yep. Um, who – I think you've spoken about them, yeah, Em. She's yep. amazing. They They're are amazing. amazing. They're really good for my soul. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we've moved more towards like a really close friendship. Yep. Um, I'm working at the moment with Colleen Callender who she's working one-on-one with me and my team. Um, so she's the ex-CEO of Sports Girl, Suzanne, for, wow. um, for 13 years. So wow. she took them out of a receivership to wow. bulk goosebumps. So you're, you're dealing with some big names too. Yeah. It must feel good to have that support. They're dealing with me. Yeah, well, that's it. <laughs> that's right. They're work, you're all working together. I like how you flip that around. Um when you yeah you can do that when like when you do your sales like they they go they go bananas yeah they really go off don't they yeah yeah they what was the one you just did recently mystery boxes yeah what's all what's all that about um so just a way of putting together value packs yeah. so um when without because we've got such a huge range of items available when it gets down to the last few sizes mm. it just makes your website messy yeah, right. so. It's still great stock, but it's just messy if it's all drip and drab. So we just t- end up taking that offline. So you can either write that off as, you know, dead stock or you can do a warehouse sale or you can take it to your stores, but then the stores are going to get messy or you can put it together mm. as a value pack. Yep. And it's not about making profit because mm. there's no real profit, but it's about just returning that money. Yeah back for what like your cost price yeah so your customers get a great deal yeah and you get your money back yeah so everyone's yep. a winner it's good yeah do you come up with all these ideas yourself or like who yeah we yeah. work together as a team my brain doesn't work like normal people mm. um it's busy all the time yeah so um i go from here to here to here to like well let's plateau and level out and then let's get a plane let's take over a beach let's get a yacht let's do <sighs> let's this. get a bus Let, let's buy a bus yeah um that was a funny that, one yeah have you bought then, your bus yet no but it's it's a great idea i threw it out to my team about a bus and they i got laughed at well half of my team are no and half of my team are yes mm. unfortunately i'm on the yes side yeah you're so the swing vote <laughs> you're the swing vote um i want to chat about your husband yeah. I want to chat about two more things, like your husband and, and what you just said. Like you you travel, you always mm-hmm. – I'm tired watching you. I'm tired. How do you move yourself around so often? You're always on a plane. Yeah. One minute you're in Doreen, yeah. then you're fucking somewhere in Queensland and I'm like, what is going on? Like, What is what, going what, on? Like what, <laughs> what, what does your weeks look like and – my weeks are a little bit out of control. I need to get better at setting boundaries and saying no. So, um, you, so you're a you're a yes woman, to a degree. Mm. I'm trying to do everything all at once, and it's impossible. Mm. So I need to get better at blocking my days, blocking my time. Um, I'm very busy, but I'm trying to keep my kids settled. So my number one priority above all of this is my children. Mm. Um, my childhood was fucked up Mm. so i want them to have a happy settled childhood where they feel safe and they feel loved because your oldest is is what how old five 
<clears throat> and I already have regrets. <laughs> Do you get mum guilt? One million percent. What are the biggest, like, what are the main things that you get mum guilt? Is it from travel and just not being there? Well, are you I, there? You're, you seem to be there. Yeah. You, I try to be, when I'm present, I'm present. And I try not to, like, I don't miss things at school and um, I would like to be more present. Mm. It's definitely a guilt because plenty of mums work and pop their kids in childcare five days a week. But I think, I don't know. I do work a lot. How, like, how, when, like how much do you work? How many hours do you do a week? Or is it just so scattered? I will work from the moment I work, wake up. So I'll check my phone. I think it's different. Like it's hard to log hours. Like I don't know how many hours a, wo- a week I work, but I know how many hours my mind is on. So yeah, I've started, um, so when I get home, so I'll work in the mornings a little bit, like just flicking through quick messages, mm. Slack, all that sort of stuff. Mm. I'll get to work eight, eight, nine o'clock, stay there till five. I'll get home. Uh, and then I try and have those two hours with the kids unless mm. it's something really important, but most things can wait where I used to just start work, keep working and yep not be with them but not be working properly either. Mm. They go to bed at seven and then I'll pull my computer out and then I'll work till whenever. I can't keep my eyes open and then we start again. And Paul's role in the business, like what's – Yeah. Because he's, he's full-time Proud Poppy. Yeah, he is now. What's, what's he up to? Um, so he is a jack of all trades really. Yep. So it was just too much. He worked in his own family business with, and it was – there was, it was just too hard mm. having different priorities and conflicting schedules. At least now we're all on the same team with the same goals. Um, he understands now that if I'm on my phone, I'm mm. not just on my phone, ignore, I'm working. Mm. Um, if I have, to, if he has to get the kids to bed because I've got a live or something booked in, like he understands mm. that that trumps me doing bath <clears> time <throat> that night. Yep. You know? um, Did you find that in early years, like, how has your relationship been through the growth of Proud Poppy? Like, have you have you had tough times? Yeah. So recently, um, and I think it's about whether he's my husband or whether it's anyone. It's about not creating a role for a person. It's making sure you've got the right people in the right seats. So, mm. um, we he came out of his business and we put him into a role that we needed filled, which was really important. But was he the right person for that job? Mm. No. So you fired him. So I fired him. How does he go working in a business with all females? Well, he's got sisters. He's very soft. Um, he's everyone's husband. So <laughs> he's a proud puppy husband. He's a beautiful man. Yeah, he's um, such a kind he's guy. He's kind. Um, he's caring. You know, he works really hard. Mm. But, you know, it's about positioning him where his skills are most useful. What is he great at? Uh, warehousing, logistics, like moving stuff around, stock, that inventory control. Yep. Paying invoices on time, not so much. Not so much. Having is anyone that, ever, is anyone really good at that? No, I'm definitely not. But like you know, having those tough conversations with suppliers, saying you know we we are going to be late on this bill. Yeah. That wasn't his strong point. Mm. Um, or following up faulty stock. That wasn't his strong point. So it's just about repositioning him where he's most valuable. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Um, looking back on like where you've come from and where you are today, like is, is are you where you envisaged yourself? Like are you wh- – what did you want to be when you grew up? Jillaroo. What's that? Uh, cowgirl. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Do you still have a little – is there a part of you that – I am terrified of horses. So right. uh, that – my um, first job, so my work experience job, was crotching sheep at a farm up in Yay. Loved it. It's on the farm doing mm. fencing. Um, I just wanted to go to the Northern Territory. This is when Troy Dan was big, right? Troy Dan was massive. He was one of – my dad – so his – Troy Dan's friend Milton was friends with my dad. So he had a cattle farm and that was always my plan. I'm going to leave school and I'm going to be a jelleroo. Mm. By the time I got to the end, that was not the plan anymore. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> That's <laughs> but, um, so funny. Yeah, that was the plan. And um, advice for anyone that may watch this, what advice would you give to yourself? Like if you could turn back and you're 18 years old, mm -hmm. what you know now, like what do you – what are you telling yourself? What are you reminding yourself as a young girl? That you don't need anybody else. You mm. can choose to allow people in your life and choose who you spend this life with, but you are actually okay on your own. Mm. That's good advice. Mm. <clears throat> I think that's good for everyone really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um, where'd, like, what, what's next? You made a comment to me right at the start. After I mentioned that you've got Doreen. Yeah, so like our plan is to scale. So we want to double the business in the next 12 months. So we're actively working towards that. Wow. What that means in terms of structure, that's what we're really working on and that's what I'm working really hard with Colleen, mm. um, what that looks like, who that looks like, where that looks like. Um, Do you find work addicting? Like addicted to work? I've got an addictive personality. I'm always addicted to something right now it's work and i love it mm. i need to be busy my brain is busy um but that's you know i was that's what keeps me sane drives me being busy so double the business in 12 months yeah is that a scary thought or exciting uh, a little bit of both mm. nervous excitement um i need to work smarter not harder though so we want to double but be ready to double mm. we've got this far without being ready but we want to be ready before we take the next step yep i'm looking forward to seeing it what about proud poppy men's it's coming is it coming yeah loud and proud is this the first time you've ever mentioned that no i don't think so if you've, you've announced it yeah yeah we're working on it proud poppy men's yeah is it the same philosophy like you're following i want to have like dad bod fits or beer belly fits because guys have the same problems as women, right? As we get older. 100%. Your belly get bi gets bigger. Why do you think I'm wearing an oversized black hoodie? Because <laughs> it looks great. Um, I thought it was part of the vibe. No, the no, no. I, um, you know? It's, it was very strategic. Yeah. Yeah. But like your arms don't get bigger unless you go to the gym a lot. But mm. once we hit, like we're getting close to 40 now. Yeah. You know, that not a lot of us are doing that. So guys still want to be trendy, but they don't want those super long shirts or the singlets with like no one. I'm no one wants to see your nipples, guys. No, no, for sure. You know, so it's about adapting fashion to men in the stage of their life that they're in. Hundred percent. Yeah. Well, that'll be interesting to see. Mm. Have you tapped into that hard yet or not? Ah, uh, it's in the works at yeah. the moment. You're working on it. Yeah. Probably down the priority list a little bit. Look, we're doing PJs. So we've got men's PJs coming and family PJs. I am on. 
You are on. You're going to do a robe? There is a robe. Really? Yeah. Um, So that is coming. Um, But like there's still so much I want to do for women, but I also feel like. That was what I was just quickly coming to my mind. If going down the clothing for men, will that sort of dilute what you're trying to do away from what? It's about having the right team and the right structure. Mm. So, and me not having to micromanage everything. So I still want to be creatively involved and I still want to have our values actively pushed through every single piece, you know, our why. Mm. And does that come back to our values? Is Does this meet our why? Yeah. Um, doesn't mean I have to be on the ground on the tools across every aspect. I just need the right team. You need another Tara. Well. Have you got another Tara? another Tara I've got some great team members though yeah yeah no one thinks about it like you're you know you probably are in the same position mm. great team members but unless it's your own mm. it's very different it is yeah for sure yeah I'm excited to see you in the next 12 months thank you I'm excited too right back at you yeah we'll talk about that another day but <laughs> that's our work but no no we um no we love what you do we love watching you we think your growth's been amazing, but I we just like I'm I don't obviously buy female clothes, but from an outside person looking in, you, you, your brand just gives off a an amazing vibe of um, just good feels, encouragement. Mm-hmm. Like even I get that feel. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just from the outside in, like everyone's always around each other, and it's a family. It's a, it seems that way. Like I don't I don't think what you see isn't what it is in real life. Like no. I drive past the store and I look through the window and everyone's in there smiling. Like yeah. it just seems like a great People business. People come for a chat, you know. Yeah. It's not just – it's about that experience. Yeah, And the so, proof of that is in the community that you've built. Like yeah. your community is like no other. I'm part of that um, Facebook group as well and like the support that you so guys special. have. Yeah. And it's, it's genuine a bi- it, it That's is. the thing. It's and genuine. It's, not, it's a byproduct of yeah. what you've created. Yeah. And that's what I'm hoping to, like, as it's gotten busier and bigger, I've had to, I don't get on those pages as, as much anymore. Like, I'll jump in every now and then. Um, and I want to get back to that. Like, I want to get back to the core. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. where it started for you. Yeah. And that's what you love. Yeah. I don't think you ever want to lose that. Ever. No. No. I like the dress too, by the way. I'm glad you wore a, is this Crazy new? Rainbow. Yeah. What's it called? Electric Leopard. Electric Leopard. Yeah. Is it new? Uh, it's not a new, but it's a fave. It looks great. Thanks so Actually, much. you know what? Quickly, because I go into so many people's homes in Doreen. Yeah. When I'm getting the tour, <laughs> I can walk into people's wardrobes and I know where they shopped. Yeah. You've, you've got a really distinct brand. And yeah. look, and some of your colours, like the staple colours, I suppose you'd call it. Yeah. Um, you're in a lot of closets in, in Doreen, yeah. let me tell you. Yeah. So you should be so proud of yourself. Like Thank we're you. so proud of you and mm. I've known you for a long time. Yeah. And... um. MSP. Yeah. Myrna Specialist Platoon and I have no grammar. <laughs> we were in cadets together. We had a good time. Em rolls her eyes at the I have no grammar thing, don't you? It's just, it's just different. It's so small different. Small town, you know, we had yeah. a small town. There's only one school. Yeah. <laughs> there, were, there wasn't a choice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on. Thank I've you. I've loved having you on. I feel like we could just keep chatting. We could talk all day. I'm thinking of new things, but. Maybe we'll do it. Maybe we'll do another one down the track. Yeah, sounds good. Maybe in twelve months we'll see where you're at. Let's do it. All right. Thanks for coming on.